At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Point Spread Saturday rolling along here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Week number 11, college football. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah. The boys are back at the South Point, Amal. You were gone last week. I, of course, was in Weehawken, New Jersey for the Sports Betting National Championships, but we came back in studio for a fantastic slate here in college football this week, and we have three games dealing with teams ranked in the top 25. We'll get into those matchups in just a bit here. Also, Mark Zinno joining us in the second hour, our VSIN SEC correspondent, a handful of big games in the Southeastern Conference where it just means more. We'll get that breakdown from Zinno coming up here in just a bit. But Amal, last night we saw some interesting games. Number five Cincinnati was playing the Bearcats. They took on South Florida, failed to cover the 24.5 point spread. They won the game 45-28. to Total goes over. Cincinnati remains undefeated. And then at Wyoming and Boise State, all. we were just watching that one on replay here in the studio. Boise State wins 23-13. They were 13.5-point favorites, but Wyoming scored a 74-yard touchdown with four seconds left to get through the back door as the Cowboys cover the game goes under the total. With all that said... How you doing, Week Eleven, Amal? I'm doing well. But, you know, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Cincinnati. Uh, it looked like a team that was going to pull away with an opportunity to be able to cover this point spread. But I think at one point they led 31 to seven, covering the number. And I think it was 23 or 23 and a half, depending on where you got it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we see South Florida storm back with a uh, turnover uh, drive and a touchdown, then a quick turnover and score. And 
nice job in this game by competing by South Florida. This is a team that struggled quite a bit throughout the season. Yeah, no, we'll talk about the Bearcats and their potential college football playoff chances a little bit later on in this hour as they improve to 10-0. Coming up in the second hour, of course, our picks, eight of them between the two of us, Went 2-0 last week, Amal. You were gone. Uh, we, we still did the show out there in Weehawken. I give out two winners. Faded your Buckeyes. Uh, took Nebraska plus 15. Also took North Carolina on the money line. So those came home for me. We'll see how we can do this week in week number 11. But let's start with your Ohio State Buckeyes because this week they got a big game at home taking on number 19, Purdue. The Buckeyes right now 21-point favorites with a total of 63.5. Amal, just first initial thoughts here on this game in the Big Ten that's kicking off at 1230 Pacific time. Well, you know, you look at this Ohio State team. They've had tremendous success since 2004. Ohio State is 125-18. and 18 in the Big Ten. But against Purdue, they're just 5-4 and four during that stretch. This is a team that's always played the Buckeyes tough. We saw the game a couple of years ago, with Dwayne, or about three years ago now. Dwayne Haskins, the company, struggled in West Lafayette. Uh, this Purdue team this year, I mean, you go back a couple of years ago, they knocked off the Buckeyes, I mentioned in 2017. This year, Iowa thought they were going to get to the postseason. Uh, we saw Michigan State thinking they were going to get to the postseason, and neither of these teams are probably going to get there now. When you look at it, and this is Purdue team that's been responsible for it. Aiden O'Connell and, of course, David Bell have been tremendous. Bell with 22 catches in the two games alone. Looking forward to seeing the matchup between him and Denzel Burke. If Burke can shut him down, I think Ohio State rolls. If not, I think Purdue stays within this number. I like Purdue here getting 21. Yeah, Purdue 6-3 and three straight up, 5-4 and four ATS. Ohio State 8-1 and one straight up, but they're 4-4-1 four, four and one against the number. But quick thought about Purdue, though. Last week we saw them take down Michigan State. They win that game out outright it looked like a party out there in West Lafayette can they drum it back up this week taking on a team that we believe is a better Ohio State team than what they saw last week against Michigan State yeah I would tend to agree with you and also I think Ohio State has been flat in the red zone I thought against Nebraska they had some opportunities to really pull away Stroud made a couple of critical mistakes you go back two weeks ago against Penn State just one out of six touchdowns in the red zone in six opportunities Ohio State's got to get it got to get better in that area and I expect this uh being an opportunity even though it's Purdue defense at times has been effective. I still think with Garrett Wilson back in the mix, it's going to make a difference for the Buckeyes in terms of how they're able to move the ball through the air. Georgia's taking on Tennessee, the top dogs in all of the land in college football. The Bulldogs, 20-point favorites in a rocky top, total of 56 of them all. This Georgia team, week in, week out, they just get it done with that defense, allowing under a touchdown per game. This could be a Tennessee team that gives them the game. What are your thoughts on this one in the SEC 1230 kickoff as well here on the Pacific? Yeah, I, I don't know at this point in time because, you know, you look at it and you sit there and say, okay, they're going to be able to move the ball in theory, but are you going to be yeah. able to get those first downs because we've seen so many teams try and fail? If you look at Georgia, just in the, what they've been able to do so far this year has been absolutely spectacular in terms of from a defensive standpoint. They have really been dominant have not yielded more than 13 points in any single game so far this year. They continue to dominate defensively. Let's see if that trend continues now on Rocky Top today. It's interesting, the over in this matchup in the last 12 games between these two schools, 8-3-1 to the over. So we don't really think about Georgia games as over type of games because their defense is so stout. But Hendon Hooker, a lot of people are excited about him as a quarterback. What they were able to do last week against Kentucky – 
I know that Georgia is now facing a difficult offense or a fast-paced, up-tempo type of offense, but Hendon Hooker in that Tennessee offense hasn't seen anything like what we've seen from Georgia's defense thus far this season. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And the other thing is I would make the argument that, you know, where the hell was Hendon Hooker in Blacksburg? I mean, you know, I, I thought he could have played a little bit more consistency there. I actually liked him as a quarterback there. But then again, Justin Fuente has not made a lot of decisions that sit there and say, wow, this is a great decision. You know, I like what Heupel's doing. I think eventually they're going to be pretty decent, especially in the SEC East right now. Georgia has an opportunity with Florida falling flat to be a really a dominant team in that division compared to what we're seeing out of some of the other competitors. Tennessee with an opportunity right now with, the, again, the Gators kind of struggling to make that move. If they could be competitive, maybe show some people out there from a recruiting standpoint, hey, we're, we're going to run the type of offense that's going to be able to put up some points. I think it's going to be a challenge. I, I just don't see an up, upset happening here. I think they might be able to stay within this number. But, again, it depends on how many stops can this Tennessee defense get. Yeah, I have a pick, a pick in this game. We'll get to that in the second hour. This 9 o'clock slate of all that we have here is actually really fantastic. Oklahoma and Baylor, we'll get to that game in about 10 minutes here in the next segment. Of course, obviously, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, the other game, dealing with ranked teams. But I want to ask you about Michigan and Penn State. That game out there in the Big Ten East, this is kind of this November stretch run is when we're going to figure things out with this Big Ten East division here. The Wolverines, one-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 48-and-a-half. Now, this game opened Penn State as the favorite, has now flipped to Michigan. Do you agree with that move there? And what do you think about this game, whether it be side or total? I do. I think Michigan is probably the second-best team in the Big Ten right now. Um, the way they've played, you know, that game against Michigan State, the loss, the way it occurred was a bit of an aberration. Give Sparty credit. They fought and fought and came back and won that football game. And Penn State, I'm higher on this team than probably most people are. They've got three losses. The Illini game, I kind of chalk up as an aberration. Clifford was banged up for the previous game. Yeah, their offense was dreadful. Yeah, I mean, but they came out and ran the ball 16 out of 18 times in the first 18 plays. That tells you kind of where this team was at from a physical standpoint with Clifford. And so for me, that, that was the big challenge in terms of where this team was. But I still think Michigan's defense is very good, and I think it's going to be a challenge for Penn State, who at times just seems kind of stuck in the mud offensively. Michigan's 7-2 and two against the numbers, so they've been very profitable from what we've seen uh, thus far this season here. However, Harbaugh, 10-12-1 ATS as a road favorite since he took over there in Ann Arbor. Quick question in this game, why is this line under a field goal? I mean, what, what, given what we know about Michigan, obviously Penn State, you said that you're higher on them than most people, but why aren't we seeing Michigan two and a half or three? Why is it still sitting at one and a half? You know, I think the line is probably correct. Uh, simply, you know, people kind of look at it as a road game at State College, always a tough place to play, generally speaking. But Michigan also, remember, this is a team that has struggled immensely under Jim Harbaugh on the road in situations like this. And this is an opportunity for them to kind of answer the bell. I, I don't know who they've got on deck next week, but if Michigan wins this football game, I, I feel like they're going to set themselves up. They've got Maryland. They're at Maryland next week. So you set yourselves up for a showdown. Remember, you know, nobody is talking about Michigan for the college football playoff. Which is insane. Right. But here's the thing. Well, I mean, rightfully so. What have they done in the last 20 years to justify even a conversation about but if, it? But if they went out, they'll get in. They will. But, you know, I mean, for that matter, you know, there's several other teams that we can probably point to in that situation. But mm -hmm. I, I think the fact that they have failed in big games, they have yet to beat Ohio State when it matters under Jim Harbaugh. I, they haven't beaten them with Harbaugh there, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. they haven't won a game when it matters in about 15 years. And so this is an opportunity to kind of put themselves in that position for a showdown in Ann Arbor uh, in two weeks. Yeah, no, that's going to be a fascinating game if Michigan gets to that point with one loss there. Uh, that game, we've been joking about that one all throughout the season about how 
Michigan Ohio State. It's built up as this big rivalry, but this week or rather this year, it might actually live up to that in terms of consequences of the college football playoff and also the Big Ten conference. There, uh, Notre Dame and Virginia. This one over in Charlottesville. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, six and a half point favorites with a total of sixty-three in this game here. This one seems a little like it could be a tricky spot for the Fighting Irish. What say you, Amal? Well, Bronco Mendenhall hasn't had a defense since he was at BYU. This team is very poor defensively, and I think the Irish are going to be able to take advantage of it, and that's going to be the problem for Virginia in this one. Armstrong a bit banged up as well under center for Virginia. I like Notre Dame in this game laying the points here. I I think they go on the road and they win this one. Their defense is at a different level than what – uh, they face primarily in the ACC, and I also think the weaknesses that you're going to see out of the UVA defense, Notre Dame should be able to expose primarily on the ground. Yeah, Notre Dame, they have won and covered four straight games here, so maybe a chance to you like them to keep rolling there, but it could be a chance to maybe sell high on this fighting Irish team that early on in the season, at least, they didn't look super impressive, but so far they've been, last month, I should say, they've been outperforming market expectations. Do you think they can still make the college ball playoff, or are they, are they done? Since, the, since their loss was to Cincinnati, do you think that they're just pretty much out of it now, or maybe chaos ensues and they're able to sneak in? Look, I would love to see if Cincinnati got in. I'm sorry, Notre Dame somehow ran the table at 11-1 and based on their schedule. The rest of their schedule is anemic, so they should be able to run the table. But if that were to occur over Cincinnati, I would love to see the American Athletic Conference sue the college football <laughs> club. No, I really would. Why not? You know, John Gruden's suing. Let's get everybody else in there. We're, we're an overly, overly litigious society anyway. Got a lot of useless lawyers out there. Let's sue everybody. I mean, to me, it's an absolute farce. You know, you know what they should do is stop with the nonsense that we're going to allow Cincinnati in. Don't even do that. Stop insulting people. Yeah. It's, it's, it is literally like stringing somebody along with an opportunity for a job or something, telling them you think we're going to hire you, but you're never going to hire them, right? You're going to go with an internal candidate. Why, why sit there and do that with Cincinnati? You're not going to give them an opportunity. Stop being a liar and stop. I mean, it's absolute BS. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we break down the top two games of college football on the other side. Point spread Saturday rolling along here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The new episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a look back at the Breeders' Cup with horse racing nation's Ed DeRosa. Kate Hunter recruited the horses from Japan who won two of the last weekend's championships, and she will talk about her role. Subscribe for free right now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or download it tomorrow morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Point spread Saturday rolling along from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Week number 11, the college football season. Fantastic slate. Femi Abebe for you, Mall Shaw. We are back in studio here at the South Point Hotel and Mall. We have a couple of great games between two ranked opponents that I wanted to get to here in this segment, starting with Oklahoma and Baylor. The number eight Sooners taking on the number 13 Baylor Bears. This is one of the more intriguing lines because right now the Sooners, five-point favorites. This was five-and-a-half earlier this morning, five-and-a-half yesterday. Now we're seeing five with a total of 62-and-a-half, so it appears the Baylor's continuing to get money as we approach kickoff in about four hours. Yeah, I think simply because they're at home, this team has played well. Bohannon's done a really nice job quietly for this Baylor Bears team. And I think Dave Aranda's another one as a head coach who has gone unsung throughout this college football season. Oklahoma, though, I felt like started to turn a corner in the second half of that KU game. Played well against Texas Tech. Took care of business in the first half and then that game against the Red Raiders. Now they're coming off of a bye. This is a good opportunity for them. Baylor, this is a team that, you know, you're a little bit surprised the hiccup they had against TCU. This would have been a huge showdown had Baylor beaten TCU, but that's not the case. I think Oklahoma covers this game. Uh, I Just maybe based on how Baylor has played OU, particularly in Waco, probably the last four or five matchups over the last eight to ten years, I think it's part of the reason why you're seeing some money come in on Baylor. But I still like Boomer Sooner here. I, they have yet to play a complete game outside of the game against the Red Raiders. And I think they put a not a complete game, but at least a good competitive game. And I think they cover this number of five. Yeah, the Sooners this year, four and five against the spread. However, they've covered three of the last four with Caleb Williams in the fold at quarterback. Do you think that's what the difference is, or why do you think they're now outperforming market expectations? Because it seems like they couldn't cover a number to save their lives early on the season. They were winning games by a touchdown, beat Tulane by five points, I believe it was, in week one. 
Yeah, I, I think part of it is the fact that you look at some of these numbers, right? Against TCU, the spread was 12 and a half. Uh, Texas Tech also not necessarily an extremely high spread at 19, considering the Red Raiders have had some hiccups throughout the course of the season. Williams has obviously done a great job, and it's been an improvement. But um, you know what it was with Rattler? It was the turnovers. That was the problem. But the Oklahoma defense is also playing a lot better. I mean, it wasn't like Oklahoma's defense played well against Texas. They gave up 48 points. It was just that the Oklahoma offense answered the bell, and Marvin Mims made the catch that really changed the entire fortunes of the Texas and Oklahoma seasons. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I know there's a big affinity for uh, Caleb Williams right now, especially with the Boomer Sooner crowd. But I want to see when he faces off against a little bit more of an elite defense, which we'll see in Bedlam on the 27th and, of course, Iowa State next week as well. Were the Bears looking ahead last week? Or, or can we take something from that loss to TCU that says, all right, ring the alarms, this team isn't as good as we think they are? No, I, I just actually chalk it up to the fact that there's a part of that – just the team with TCU was kind of tired of Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm. The message it was kind of get, uh, had gotten stale, and this team came out and played well. And sometimes a change can be good. You know, we saw it with the Raiders in the NFL. John Gruden's out. They win the game. People are like, oh, it's going to make a big difference. Look, these guys at the end of the day are playing for themselves. In college, they're trying to get to the league. And sometimes your effort, all of a sudden, you maybe refocus when you feel like, hey, I've got an opportunity here. We've got a new regime. I've got an opportunity to kind of showcase myself a little bit better. Because Femi, as you know, you might get pigeonholed in, you know, pigeonholed by a coach into where you are, what they think you are. So we'll see what happens now with TCU the rest of the way. But also, I think Baylor they'll be refocused. Oklahoma is one of those games for Baylor, and just like Texas, Texas is still a bigger game than OU, but they're always going to be ready for uh, the Crimson and Cream. Yeah, no, it always seems like it's a really big game out there in Waco when Oklahoma comes to town. The Sooners. They are 4-5 and five ATS, like I mentioned. Baylor, 6-3 and three against the number, and they've actually covered 8 of the last 11 in this matchup between these two teams here. So Baylor tends to play up in this rivalry, so we'll see how that one unfolds later on in Waco, a big noon kickoff game. So that'll be an early one, bright and early, 9 a.m. for us here on the West Coast. Texas A&M and Mississippi in the SEC. We're going to ask Mark Zinno about this game when he joins us later on in the second hour coming up at 6.30, 9.30 Eastern time. But an interesting game with the Aggies, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 57. We've seen this one bet to the over. It opened the total 53-and-a-half. The people, obviously, it's an Ole Miss game, so they like the over, but – the Aggies' defense, I mean, I'm fascinated to see this matchup against Matt Corral, who's probably the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, I, I, this is going to be a good matchup, but I still think this Texas A&M defense is very good. And on the flip side, nobody talks about Spiller at the tailback position for A&M. I think he's been mm-hmm. terrific. He's probably one of the best backs, if not the best back in the SEC. I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out of that mix. But I, I think this A&M team, it's really unfortunate that they dropped that game against Mississippi State. They would be looking at the possibility of going to Atlanta, knocking off the dogs, and getting into the college football playoff. Yeah. And this was the year that they had the possibility I mean, if you look back in 10 years from now, you're going to be like, you lost to Mississippi State at home. and Mike so, Leach, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably a long shot. But look, if Alabama drops the Iron Bowl and A&M runs the table the rest of the way, they still have LSU on deck as well. They are going to get an opportunity to get to Atlanta. Uh, I like them in this game on the road here. I'm not going to lay the points, but I, I think they win this football game. Remember, they got Prairie View A&M next week, school outside of Houston. So that's the typical SEC tune-up against a FCS opponent. And then, of course, uh, this matchup is one you got to win if you are Jimbo. You know, they've paid Jimbo Fisher a lot of money. I mean, they're acting like this guy's Nick Saban. Well, the mm-hmm. reality of it is if you want to be paid like Nick Saban, which you are, then you got to go win these games. These are the kinds of games that Nick Saban has always won. And if you 
you're Jimbo, you got to win this game despite the fact that Calzado has been consistently inconsistent. And I think that's something they're going to need for him to play well today because Matt Corral, if he gets going, it's going to be tough. Yeah, the under has actually hit in the last six games in this series. But despite that, we've seen the over uh, being the bet side so far. That's gone up four points in this game. You mentioned uh, Jimbo has to win these games. Well, he, last week they beat Auburn. Now, obviously, he's not going to be judged based on how he does against Auburn. It's right. typically going to be how he does against Alabama. But this A&M squad, there's so much talent on this team. Ole Miss, I don't want to say it's a, a one-man show with Matt Corral there. But it feels like he's responsible for so much that if he's not perfect, it's tough for Ole Miss to beat and win these types of games against top competition. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's the one challenge that's been there the whole time with this team in terms of some of the matchups. It, it, it puts so much pressure on this Ole Miss offense, and in terms of what uh, Matt Corral is able to do, that has really had an impact. And we've seen it with some of the, the risk they've taken offensively. But, you know, Jerron Ely's got to show up. If he can show up and they do well, they've got an opportunity. And then you've got to get Braylon Sanders going on the outside. He's a deep threat. If he can get it going, they can put some pressure on this A&M team. I will say this. If Ole Miss can start scoring the way they had in the middle of the season, probably let's say weeks three through six, mm-hmm. I think a and is going to be under some pressure in this one, and it'll be a real challenge for them. But the Ole Miss defense, we see, we've seen have some weaknesses along the way as well. I think it'll be a little bit easier for A&M to move the ball. But by no means is this game going to be a slam dunk, so it should be a lot of fun to see this game. Let's get to the final game between ranked opponents this week in uh, college football. NC State taking on Wake Forest. This game is being hidden on ACC Network. I'm not sure if you saw that. I'm all when looking at the schedule. But the Demon Deacons, two-point favorites, total of 64.5. Now, Wake Forest obviously trying to bounce back after last week's loss to UNC. How do you see this matchup playing out uh, later on this evening, 4.30 kickoff here on the West Coast? Yeah, top 16 matchup in terms of the rankings. But I will tell you one thing, Femi. I don't think you can hide NC State far enough on television. (laughs) They are offensive the way they play football at times from an offensive perspective. They they should be on some pay-per-view that doesn't even exist anymore. I'm waiting for Dan Deere to go, hey, you can buy it on pay-per-view if you want to watch this game. But I like Wake Forest here. I think they bounce back in this matchup against uh, NC State at home. Sam Hartman is probably the most underrated Offensive player in college football. Nobody talks about him and the job this team has done. Dave Clawson, the head coach, has done a tremendous job. Uh, I think this team is very dangerous. I know NC State got that win at Florida State. They're sitting at 7-2. and two, Had a nice season so far. But, you know, you look at this team when they've gone on the road. At Mississippi State, they put up 10 points. At Miami, they lost by one point, but it felt like Miami was kind of in charge of that one throughout. I, I mean, yeah, they won at the Doak, but... I don't know. I'm not a believer in this team going on the road. and they, They're 2-2 two and two so far, and they won at BC. But I think this one, in Winston-Salem, they're, they're in trouble here. I think Wake Forest wins this football game. But you're right. This is going to be a good game. It's a massive game in the ACC, and it's crazy that it doesn't involve Clemson. That like, We're seeing that this game has such big ramifications in the Atlantic division. The winner of this game is going to be leading that. They'll take on whoever comes out of the Coastal to go play in the ACC title game. But it's an interesting game nonetheless. Demon Deacons 9-1 ATS in their last 10 home games against the Wolfpack. We'll see how much of that plays into what happens later on today. But you said you like Wake Forest to win this game and bounce back and take down the Wolfpack. So that'll be a fun one out there in the ACC. Amal just... Final thoughts on these ranked games. I mean, we mentioned Ohio State, Purdue. We mentioned um, the, the other game between Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Any final thoughts on these ranked games before we get into the biggest line moves at Circa next segment? No, I think these are the the Wake game and the Ole Miss game are going to be two games where you have an opportunity for an in-game bet. I think they'll probably be competitive games. I don't think either side runs away and hides. 
But I, I think you take some opportunities with some of the points you could get later on as the game progresses. All right, we're moving and shaking on the other side. Biggest line moves from Circa from the opener to now as we approach kickoff. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VCND Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point Spread Saturday, Femi Abebefe Amal Shah coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino and Mall. We talk about it every week, Sunday prior to the college football week. Circa puts out their lines, their openers, and of course, all throughout the week, betters come in, they put their opinions on the table, and we get some movement. So let's break down some of the biggest line moves from Circa and UTSA, the Roadrunners, are in one of them as they're taking on Southern Miss here. So Miss has just been awful this year. What are they, 1-8 uh, this season straight up here? But this line went from UTSA minus 29 to now a 32-point favorite for the Roadrunners, who, hey, welcome to the college football playoff rankings. Despite being undefeated, they didn't make the debut rankings. They're now in there um, at number 23, I believe it is. But UTSA going to 32-point favorites tomorrow. What do you think about that? Yeah, it makes up for their uh, basketball team's performance last night in Uh-oh. Norman. They lost by about 52, I think it Were was. Were you on that? I, no, I was looking at the game. I was just going through the scores this morning, and I was looking at it. I was like, man, the Roadrunners can't play any basketball, but at least they can play some football right now. <laughs> and uh, you look at this team against Southern Miss. Wow, this is a huge number. Uh, this is going to be a game I have no interest in betting in ter- uh, from a uh, for, uh, just to, from either side here when you look at this team. But the offense uh, – has really been dynamic in terms of running the football for these guys. The uh, the running back, Sinor, uh, Sincere uh, McCormick, I mean, he's been tremendous for this team all season long. Minus 15,000 on the money line. That's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Any, any, any interest there? <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, that's uh, I would not play that game whatsoever. We mentioned how Clemson was not in the big ACC game. Well, they're not playing an ACC opponent this week. They're now 41-point favorites against the UConn Huskies. The Huskies, who have now welcomed... Jim Mora Jr. as the head coach of their team, Amal. And I know I can see the discomfort on your face just when I mentioned the name Jim Mora Jr. Well, out there now in Connecticut. I, I read what they paid him. You know, you you paid Randy Etzel like 1.2 or 1.3 to drive the program into the ground, and now you bring in Mr. Mediocrity. I mean, Jim Mora Jr., Jesus, what is going on with these Washington retreads around the country? I, I, mean, I, mean, uh, I mean, come on, Jim Mora Jr., really? 
he, he's a he's a uh, Seattle kind of area Sark. guy. He's a local guy. Uh, I don't want to say too much bad things about Jim Moore Jr., but I would not have. Why hired there's him. not a lot of good things you can say about him, <laughs> which is I why mean, I, I would not understand. say many things. <laughs> Moving along, well, I understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Okay, these athletic directors pay out this money because it's not their money because it's the donors' money that yep. go, that goes to these coaches. If you ran a business, anybody out there, there's a ton of small business owners that listen to us. Let me tell you something. You would never pay for this kind of average service. It is god-awful putrid what these coaches are making when they are terrible. They mm. flat-out suck. I would rather have a high school coach who's going to get fired in three years. You get no buyout on him. Just whack him in, in 18 months if you don't like him. Now you got to pay Jim Moore. You just say to the guy, listen, here's the deal, buddy. We're going to give you an opportunity. Maybe if you can get us to a bowl game, we'll give you a bonus. What are you paying him 1-5 for? Go find some stiff in the state of Connecticut. It makes me think that these agents are uh, are solid. Yeah, at but at some do. point in time, you got to stop acquiescing. It is yeah. unbelievable how scared they are. You know what? I'm letting. Know, I'm willing to take a chance. There's only one Nick Saban. There's only one Urban Meyer. We've been looking all over college football. The rest of these guys, Dabo couldn't coach until <laughs> the Stoops family decided they're going to push Brent Venables out. If Venables never gets to Clemson, nobody's ever heard of Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, no, Clemsoning would still be a thing. If, if Absolutely that right. We've been talking about that West Virginia Clemson Orange Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point there. I mean, Dabo is just a, he's a CEO. That's what they pay some of you guys to be head face of the program type of situations, CEOs. But in terms of actual coaching and actual competence, it's rather lacking with some of these people. And you know who's really mad that Venables went to Clemson? are all UGA fans because they're now the program that always gets there but never gets there and completes. It's only been 40 years since they won a national title. Yep. Now they have an opportunity. If they don't do it this year, yeah, I'm going to tell I, you right it's now. It's never happening. Kirby better hire the, our, the National Guard. <laughs> yeah. if, if they don't win the title this year, and we'll get to title features, college football playoff in the next segment here, but if Georgia doesn't win it this year, I'm not sure it'll ever happen there. Uh, East Carolina, in a more closely contested game, they're taking on Memphis. Now oh. East Carolina started, or plus eight, now five and a half. You wanted to say something about Yeah, I just want to say I think Clemson is actually going to cover the 41. <laughs> there we go. With all that said, uh, after the Dabo shade. No, no, Clemson, no. It was more Clemson about the Jim Moore and UConn, what they did yeah. there. But. <laughs> but Clemson covers the 41. What say you about East Carolina and Memphis, though? You know, I like Memphis here. This ECU team has been far better this year than we've seen in years past. But this Memphis team is still pretty decent. I think they should be able to cover this number of five here. Could be a fairly high-scoring game. Uh, Memphis has fallen off a little bit compared to what we've seen in the past couple of years. But I still think they get it done in this matchup here today at home. Kentucky, they opened 19, now 21 and a half, cross, crossing a, not necessarily the most key number of 21, but still a key number as they're visiting Vanderbilt in that game. You back in the Wildcats, you agree with this movement? Um, I am not. Remember last year, this was a three-point game between these two teams. Kentucky wins the game 38-35. Now you look at this matchup here. Kentucky's lost three in a row. I'm a little bit concerned about this team offensively, but if there's ever a tonic, it's always Vanderbilt. Uh, remember, they, <laughs> they only lost by nine to Missouri. Maybe yeah. they can stay within this number. I don't know. But then again, Missouri can't stop anybody. That's probably why Vandy put up 28. So no, no play here. I think this is one of the – you know what? This is the type of game where you hope on the off chance, and you saw it in college basketball last night with Xavier, uh, down five at home against uh, Kent State. Mm -hmm. you, you saw it with LSU and Texas State who was shooting better than 50% in the first half. They were down five at home as well. You hope that maybe you have a scenario where uh, Kentucky is down 10 points at the break and you basically need them to win the game. Yeah. And then they come back and win the game. But I have no interest in this 21 and a half here. Yeah, live betting is one way you can attack these markets because college football and college basketball, as you mentioned, the ebbs and flows, these are kids. They never do what we expect them to do uh, on any given day. So let's get to some more of these games involving top 25 teams. Those are the line movements 
biggest line movers from Circa. Uh, Pac-12 after dark. We don't really talk too much Pac-12 football just because there's, there's a reason. Not a whole lot to talk to in them all. <laughs> here comes the shade with his Pac-12. But hey, Oregon is number three, and if the season ended today, would be in the college football playoff. They're taking on Washington State later on at Eugene at Autzen Stadium. The Ducks, 14-point favorites with a total of 57.5. I know you have a play on this game. I don't want you to reveal what your play is, but just give your initial thoughts as we'll reveal those picks later on in the second hour. Well, Femi, I got nothing to say then because <laughs> I have nothing good to say about Anthony Brown, a quarterback. I, I don't understand this. Eugene, this is one of the few stadiums I haven't been to in, in the Power Five that I would it's, love it's to awesome. go to. It's yeah, a really, it's exactly. Really so I feel like it would be a real great place to go. Um, I'll tell you what, they get studs everywhere except the quarterback position right now. I mean, you have to use a BC retread as your quarterback. I, I don't get it. To me, if they had a quarterback, I think this team could play with anybody. That win over Ohio State wouldn't be as much of a surprise. It wouldn't have been a 14-, 13.5-point dog in that matchup. Uh, look, I, I think people are overlooking what Jaden Delora has done for Wazoo. And the other thing is, I mean, you know this. You grew up in the state of Washington. You worked in eastern Washington. These four teams in that Pacific Northwest area, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, and Oregon State, mm -hmm. these are bitter rivalries in that part of the country. I, I think a lot of times you kind of get uh, maybe biased by where you live, and people don't realize, especially when UW plays Oregon like they did last oh, yeah. weekend, huge rivalry game. That means a lot to everybody on both sides of the border. And I think for Washington State, who's kind of like the little brother and always will be to UW, that's just the way it is. This is an opportunity for this team to make a push in the Pac-12 North. I mean, they're they're not out of the race completely. They've got an opportunity, and you go on the road in Eugene and get a W, that'd be huge. Well, if they win the game, they're in the first place in the Pac-12 North. I, okay, is, they are in first yeah, place. Yeah, okay, they'll, they'll be in first place. It's incredible to even say those words out loud. You mentioned that Washington State is kind of like the little brother to UW. Well, They've been having some success against Oregon. It's interesting that the Huskies have struggled with the Ducks, but the Cougars have actually had some success here. They're 9-1 ATS in the last 10 games against Oregon. This year, Cougars, six in a row they've covered. Six in a row. Ducks have also failed to cover at Autzen Stadium so far this season, 0-5. I'm not sure how much we can read into that, but you know, they've, they've been underperforming at home. No, but to your point, they have eight wins this year, and three of them against Stony Brook, Colorado, and um, Arizona. Those are the ones where they've won by 10 points or more. The other five wins have been by 10 points or less. This team has not dominated anybody. Cal came within two and a half, two, two and a half yards of beating this football team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were right there on the doorstep. We saw UCLA take it down to the wire there. Obviously, uh, DTR gets hurt. Garbers comes in. Couldn't quite get it done, but I don't know. I, I just don't think Oregon should be a 14-point favorite here. We saw Washington State go on the road at ASU and absolutely dominate that game the way Purdue dominated Iowa. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this could be competitive. I love the fact that this is a late game. Uh, because this should be a good game if you're watching on the East Coast or even on the West Coast. It's going to be a good one at 7.30 Pacific time. Yeah, that 14-point spread, it seems kind of inflated just a tad, but Cougars have also covered six in a row, so we'll see how that one unfolds. Amal has a play on that game between the Ducks and the Cougars. We'll get to that in the second segment, or in the second hour, I should say, in the next segment, tongue twister. We will talk Oregon. We'll talk Ohio State. We'll talk college football playoff odds. And, of course, national title odds as we approach the end of the regular season here in a few weeks. Where's the value? A little bit of market check college football style. Week 11 in this season. You're watching Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Point spread Saturday from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hotel and Casino, Femi Abebefe and Mal Shaw, getting you ready for week 11 in the college football season. The Mall college football playoff. It's the kind of gorilla that's elephant in the room when you talk about college football. It's the black cloud that hovers over every single game of importance in the sport. And so far, we have four teams 
11 weeks in, only four teams remain unbeaten. Georgia, Cincinnati, who we just saw win last night against South Florida. They're now 10-0. Then we have Oklahoma and UTSA, all 9-0 as well. Now, clearly, Georgia is probably the best team. Not probably. They are the best team of that bunch. Best chance to win the title. Best chance to make the college football playoff. But of these other three teams, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, we'll leave out UTSA. They're not getting to any playoff. They could be 15, 17-0, and, and, right. they, and they would never put them in. Cincinnati, Oklahoma, that's the discussion I think that's the most interesting with the playoff because everybody who wants Cincinnati to get in knows that Oklahoma has to lose in order for this thing to actually be possible because the Sooners are likely to just leapfrog them if they can run the table, especially with these three games they have starting today against Baylor. Well, remember, the four years Oklahoma's made the college football playoff, they've actually been worse in the rankings than they are currently. They've been at 12 or 13, 10. They've been in some very precarious spots. The other thing is also if you look at the standings, let's just assume for a second Ohio State runs the table. Michigan and Michigan State will drop because they still have those two matchups now in back-to-back weeks the Buckeyes do. You talk about tough matchups going. I mean, you know, Ohio State is looking at having to win six games against ranked opponents to win the national title. So you're going to remove those two teams from there. So automatically they move up to six just based on that alone. They run the table. They go undefeated. Uh, they, they will surpass whether it be Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, whomever it may be. Uh, so lo- lots to, uh, to factor in there. And also, remember one thing. Even though Georgia's had a tremendous season, let's say Alabama ripped Georgia. They won by 21 points in Atlanta. Yeah. You'd see Georgia take a precipitous drop there. And at the same time, if Georgia would drop to number four or out of the playoff in no, general? they'd probably drop to number four. Okay. But I, I still think – the committee, based on what they did in 2014, they give a lot of credence to winning a conference championship. So if Alabama runs the table and Ohio State runs the table and their only losses to Oregon and Oregon, they'd have that loss against Stanford. Yeah, you, you, what are you going to do? You're going to say to the Pac-12, well, okay, Oregon doesn't get in because they lost to Stanford, even though they beat Ohio State, but Ohio State doesn't get in because their only losses to Oregon if Georgia got crushed by Alabama. I mean, to me, I, I think the simple thing that they should have done years ago is 18 playoff, play the first game at home, and then just go from there. That way you get five Power Five champions, one uh, group of five, and then two at-larges, and this whole thing is solved. But, you know, it's college football. So in about 2078, <laughs> I'm sure they'll figure out how to give, get a fifth team, and it only took a y- 100 years to figure out how we can do this without voting for teams. Because if, if you look at it, Alabama's been tremendous over the last 12 years. But if you go back from 87 to 99 when Florida State was at the height of its powers, yeah. This program probably would have won more national championships than the two that they won because so many times it's based on when you lost and those types of things. It's just been ridiculous along the way in terms of how it's uh, kind of shaped, uh, shook out, excuse me. Um, So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But Georgia obviously looks like a shoe-in. It looks like it's going to be tough for Bama to beat them. I'm not sure about the Buckeyes in Oregon right now. I think Oklahoma and Georgia are the two teams that control their destiny more than anybody else. Wow. So you think Oklahoma right now at DraftKings, they're minus 175 to make the playoffs. Or rather, minus 160. Ohio State is minus 175. The Sooners are minus 160. The Noah is plus 140. These odds, like in terms of Oklahoma controlling their own destiny, if they were to trip up, do you think that they're just immediately out? Or they would just need chaos to then maybe slip back into the top four? You know, a lot of it depends on the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can tell you right now, if you put in two SEC teams over conference champions, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and oh, Oregon. Oh, all hell's going to break loose. That's exactly. But and I think it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Oklahoma's a top five all-time program. And, and to kind of surpass them in Ohio State also, and we know Alabama also up there. But to me – 
I, I don't know. I think you have to give credence to the conference championship. But also remember, they have a possibility of playing Oklahoma State twice or maybe somebody else. Uh, I, I can't think of who else they might be playing in necessarily the top of that league, but they're going to play Iowa State. Iowa State, yep. They, they win this game at Baylor. This is a uh, Baylor's ranked. Uh, you'd play Iowa State, and then Oklahoma State will be ranked, and then you win the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma should feel as confident as the Georgia Bulldogs to be able to run the table as anyone out there. They, they, you have to give credit to teams to winning. I, I mean, this nonsense of, well, you know, they beat this team, they lost this team. At the end of the day, you go undefeated, you're in. I mean, yeah. obviously Cincinnati notwithstanding, but I'm or talking UTSA. about the, yeah, I'm talking about the Power Fives. You know, yeah. the teams in these power leagues outside of the Pac-12 as well. But the, these other teams in the Big Twelve, you, you run the table, you're in. Cincinnati, their odds were plus two eighty. Now that was before last night's game, plus two eighty to make the playoffs, minus three seventy on the no. What would you make the odds now that we see Cincinnati at ten and zero? Now, they failed to cover these last three games. They haven't looked super impressive. They're not really making a case for themselves yeah, with the committee here. What would you make the odds if you had a yes-no prop to put up on Cincinnati's chances to make the college football playoff? You know, I, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. Uh, but <laughs> I, I will tell you this. Most things are above my pay grade. Let's be real here. Um, but He's the, being modest. <laughs> trust me. I mean um, – you know, when you look at it, to me, the one thing that I find interesting, and Matt, if you have it, Matt's our producer, if you have it handy, I want to know what Oklahoma's odds are in the Big 12 because they're one, minus 160 to make the college football playoff, Femi. I think they got the, Oklahoma's odds right now, minus 280 to win the Big 12. I would take Oklahoma at minus 160 to make the playoff. Why would you take them to win the Big 12? Yeah, it makes no sense. Unless you think they're going to lose Bedlam, because even though Iowa State always plays them tough, last four games have been by 10 points or less, and three of them have been by sing, single digits. Unless you think they're going to get tripped up in one of these three games, if you think they're going to lose today, then don't make that bet. Then just bet them to win the league. But I think they're going to run the table in their final three games. I think Bedlam's going to be tight. I think Iowa State's going to be tight. But they're going to find a way through. What do you make the line of Georgia-Alabama? Because that's one that I've been thinking about throughout this week of, like, when's the time to possibly maybe play Alabama to win the SEC? Because right now Alabama's plus 175 at DraftKings. Georgia's minus 210. Now, plus 175, that's almost implying that this is going to be Georgia minus four and a half, maybe even six at some point. Like, do you see the line being that when we get Georgia Bam on a neutral site in Atlanta? Yeah, I don't think it'd be as high as six, not just based on the money line of plus one seventy five. But I, I think that it's probably a three, three and a half point line because when was the last time Alabama's been an underdog? That's the big question mark. I think you yeah. got to go back to like two thousand nine, ten, something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, and the uh, the other thing is, I would make the argument with uh, this. I'm telling you right now. Alabama is not a lock to go down on the plains and win that game at Jordan Hare. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you know, you talk about rivalries. The Iron Bowl is about as big of a rivalry as you can get in college football. And and look, I get that this team's got three losses, but I think Auburn at home is always very dangerous. And and I tell you what, you can say whatever you want about Bo Nix. There's not a quarterback in college football that can keep a play alive better than this guy. And if you look at Alabama's pass efficiency rating defensively, they got problems. Yeah, Nobody's talking about it, but this is a team defensively that you get the right quarterback, they're going to be able to expose that defense. I think the market is actually agreeing with you here because Alabama, we've seen that price start to shrink. The no for Alabama to miss the playoff, it's now even money. That was like plus 150 earlier. I think people are starting to look and say, all right, they're going to have to beat Auburn, and they're also going to have to beat Georgia. What are the odds that they can do that back-to-back weeks? I think the no – I mean, right now the, it's even money, so it's not a ton of value, but I think you're onto something here. I don't see Alabama making this playoff. 
Femi, I don't know why you're just starting to listen to me now. I said this two and a half months ago. I've said, <laughs> I, and odds on, I've said from day one, I, I do Rick Newhouse's show every Friday. They're making fun of me. I said, Georgia's winning the SEC. I said it before the season started. You look at their recruiting depth and what they had defensively. Look, I, 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 what drives me nuts is this notion that Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, they just automatically all reload. You can't reload six first-round picks. It's just not that simplistic. And to me, give Georgia credit. They have always been on the cusp. The problem is they've never – they actually had it. They had an elite quarterback in Justin Fields, but they decided to go with Jake Fromm. You know, it's always good to have a state farm agent playing quarterback for you. <laughs> and the bottom line is they now, even with – at this point in time, this Georgia defense is so good that even with a pedestrian quarterback, whether it be JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett, this team can win. They've always had a stable of backs. They've got dudes everywhere. I mean, you look at this offense, defense. You talk about Davis defensively in terms of what he's been able to do. Jordan Davis, he's been unbelievable. This Georgia team defensively in a in a league where everybody plays well offensively, what they're able to do is historically great. I I, I mean, obviously I'm pulling for the Buckeyes, but I think I would I wouldn't mind if Georgia wins the national title. Neither would I. I got ten to one. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a great bet, but it, to me, it's it's also the fact that this team deserves credit for how well they've played. Because if you don't win at all, nobody's going to look back and say how great this team was. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing. Like we mentioned it in the last thing, if Georgia doesn't win it this year, not sure when they ever will win it with Kirby Smart as the head coach. Interesting discussion, nonetheless, with the college football playoff. We'll get more clarity with how today's games shake out. There are obviously some big games in the top 25, and we'll find out more rankings coming up on Tuesday. But that does it for hour number one. To start hour number two, a little bit of Heisman market check. Who's going to win this award? We're going to try to find some value. It's VCND Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.